Welcome to What Should I Watch? A podcast to learn about interesting and inspiring Korean TV shows, aka Korean dramas. I'm your host, T, and every week I help a guest with what to watch next. what's up hello how are you doing t good you know you're actually not supposed to be on until the week after halloween but i'm gonna do halloween special with mary next week so that's (laughs) why you're back right after the last episode okay well i thought maybe you just couldn't get enough so you had to have me back on so quickly right this is also uh um like add for their listeners that there will be a halloween special <laughs> um on the 31st happens to be monday and i upload every monday so that's why you're back well thanks for having me i appreciate it you know now i'm actually kind of curious about the halloween special are you gonna pick a scary show for uh mari yeah well it's uh something something's halloween-ish <laughs> it's a cross between halloween and korean dramas so okay so korean coming scary soon halloweeny drama coming yeah. soon yeah on monday the 31st That's only great. on what should i watch by well, t definitely, definitely yeah. gonna check it out well you know i have to mention that it's only been three weeks and um, I'm looking at my stats and I am really, and I, I really haven't been doing any promo whatsoever. Uh, my, even my family doesn't know that I'm doing this. <laughs> so you're just anonymous, huh? Like I, I also, I was really busy with work. I really just didn't have time to promote my podcast and I have followers Wow. And people are downloading my episodes. That's great. It's it's great and also kind of um it's also a little nerve-breaking because it's like I really have to be careful of what I'm saying. It's not just me chatting. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So I feel some weight on my shoulder now. You have a responsibility to uh you know give the public what it wants. So that's good. Yeah. You should feel um, good about that. I, I yeah, I, I I do, but um also yeah, it's great and also I don't know, it's 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 a strange feeling. But I just wanted to say thank you for the listeners. And um like I said, uh, if you have any comments, if I made any mistake, or if you want to just say um, you know, good things, bad things, whatever it is, um, just email me at what should I watch tea at gmail.com. That's uh not T-E-A as a drinking tea, just uh one letter T. What should I watch tea at gmail.com? What should I watch? T yeah. at gmail.com. Yes. You know, I try to get what should I watch at gmail.com, but of course somebody already has that so i had to add t 
Was there a, can you put a question mark? In an email? No. Okay, I didn't think I so. Don't, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, with the pressure and, you know, feeling great about the show, uh, I prepared today's episode. You know, it, it definitely felt different when I was kind of, you know, writing up some notes for the episode. And, you know, it's not just me trying to tell you about the show. Now I have to think about, wow, there are at least a certain number of people who will be listening to this because they're following my podcast, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> um, just talk. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, you can laugh at me. Um, <laughs> I'm proud of you. It's only, like you said, it's only been, what, three episodes, so. And, like, literally, my family doesn't know that I'm doing this. Right. Like, none of the people, like, my coworkers. I just I just haven't really been promoting. I'm not a business person, so I don't know how to promote. I don't know how to do things like that, and, you know, which is kind of bad, actually. Um but, but you yeah. know, I was actually, uh, I was planning on telling people after the third episode. See, I, I, don't, like, I don't think Mary was promoting the podcast. Like, we're all really bad. Like, none of us are. Yeah, none, none of, of us, us are doing it. <laughs> none of us are promoting our show. But, like, still somebody, still, you know, I looked at it and somebody from Dublin, Ireland is listening. And oh, wow. Brussels in Belgium is well, listening. Cool. Um, by the way, I actually mentioned there's a really great um, detective show that's Belgian a few episodes ago. Um, mm. So when I saw that there was a listener in Belgium, I was like, "Wow, well, yeah, great." Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm just hopefully he hopefully they heard that comment about the Belgian show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just I'm just rambling on. Um, I can't wait to get to today's show. Um, because this is actually today's today's Korean drama. It's actually one of the inspirations of why I wanted to do the podcast. Oh, cool. It's to promote shows that are less known to people, to Korean drama fans. So when I watched this drama a few years ago, I, I was kind of shocked that how the show shocked at how great the show was, but also even Koreans didn't watch the show. This was mm. not really that popular in Korea. And I found out that people who did watch this one, they were all crazy about it. Okay. So, so it's got a, a cult following sort of. Yeah. And I, I can totally see why it's not, super popular and i just kind of you know this this show has been always on my mind and um you know when i thought about doing a podcast this was definitely on my list i'm like okay that's the kind of show i need to talk about on my podcast because you know like everybody knows kingdom the korean zombie um on netflix right and Everybody knows Squid Game, you know, things like that. You know, people yeah. know it. Like, I don't have to talk about it. And yeah, they're right. great and they're popular. And But there are a lot of great other Korean dramas that are just not well-known. And they're just hidden gems. That's so, good. That's good. Yeah. So today's drama 
is actually one of the shows that I wanted to talk about for this purpose. So uh, I wanted to say that that's one of the main reasons why I come to you is because, you know, I want to find stuff that's maybe, um, you know, like a hidden gem, like you said, not just the most popular, but something that uh, is unique and a little different and maybe isn't even popular in Korea or, or wherever. So I'm, I'm happy to hear about it. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I actually didn't want to talk about the show until much later. Um, hopefully when my, my chops will be better, you know? Um, <laughs> like I said in the last week's episode, like I wish I was a better talker, a better, um, you know, just somebody who can summarize things better and um, make things more interesting. So I wanted to wait until I get my things together and be a better podcaster. But um, I recently took a short trip and just kind of made me think, that I can't wait to talk about this. I just have to talk about this. So yeah, I'm a little nervous actually because um, I want to do a really good job promoting today's show. Gotcha. Well, I'm excited to hear about it. Um, so last week's episode, The Misty, that was a really intense drama. And today's show, it's like a polar opposite. So you, uh, hmm. if it's not intense and you can't look away, then it's something that you can have on in the background? Not that one either. Okay, so it's, uh, it's something maybe that's just not intense. It's maybe relaxed, makes you feel good. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna clear the air. I'm going to try to change the vibe. And we're going to get into a nice mini meditation here. Oh, meditation. If you're listening to this episode while driving, that's fine. Hopefully you're in a traffic. So this mini meditation helps you. And this is not random. This is connected to, this is related to the show. So just bear <laughs> with me. I'm not, I'm not crazy. I'm not drunk and all of a sudden trying to talk about meditation. Just bear with me. Here we are. If you can, close your eyes. Picture a snow-covered farm field. And it's in the countryside. There are not much, but mountains in the back. The mountains are also covered with snow. There are a few single story houses scattered here and there, but no signs of cars or people. Therefore, it's absolutely quiet, like the earth was just born. Now, in this tranquil landscape. Put yourself in the middle. It could be in the middle of the farm field or on an unmarked path. Breathe in the crisp winter air and listen to the silence around you. 
if you find this quasi-meditation beneficial and don't want to leave the peaceful farm field, that's okay. Because we'll be traveling there in today's episode. You can open your eyes too. Okay, so I'm there. I'm definitely there. I'm in the snow. I'm enjoying the crisp, crisp winter air. I assume I'm in Korea. Yes. South Korea somewhere. And uh, in the mountain region. And I remember that feeling of cold air in Korea. So it's a very vivid memory that I have when I was there in a January of some year. It was very cold. So besides uh, no people cold. around. Right. right? No so people, no cars. So it's like in the country. You're like right. You're isolated. You just, solitude. you just have to listen to the silence. You have to listen to the air. And I bet after if you're meditating and you're listening, you're gonna be able to hear some insects, maybe, or maybe some birds or some creatures. Yeah, maybe you'll hear wind. Or the wind, yeah. Is, is it close to the ocean, the water? No, it's like a mountain in the mountain okay. town. So there are three words that I think can describe this show. Slow, delicate, profound. Ah, okay. So that's the opposite of misty, intense. Exactly. Gotcha. Those three words are probably the best to describe this show. It's Sounds called, really nice. so this show is on Vicky. I mentioned okay. Vicky a few episodes ago with Mary. Um, it's one of the greatest uh, websites that you can watch Korean dramas legally with subtitles. Um, like a people's person's name, Vicky, V-I-K-I.com. It's on Vicky and it's, it says the Korean the English title is I'll go to you when the weather is nice. Okay. I'll go to you when the weather is nice. That's a long title. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the Korean title is long and this is almost like a literal translation of Korean title. Okay. And I, I mean, it, it makes sense, but I think the better translation is I'll find you on a beautiful day or I'll find you on a nice day, something like that. Oh, okay. Like I'll come to you instead of like, right. I'll go to you when the weather is nice. So if we're in snow and in the country, is that nice weather or is that bad weather? You actually, is, that a, is that a beautiful day or is that a day that's not so beautiful? Is it depressing? I guess it depends on the person, huh? You know, that's actually, um, I think we can just finish the podcast because that's sort of, a, <laughs> <laughs> that goes with, the, that's the metaphor um, oh. of this whole story. Okay, gotcha. So uh, yeah, everyone has a different idea of weather. You know? Yeah. What makes them happy, I think. So that's, that's cool that the translation says that. Though. I think that says a lot. Right. You know, um, well, even the Korean title, that's the title. Yeah, comes I'll, I'll find you day. when the weather is nice. Yeah, that's really, it's really smart. So this one, this Korean drama is quite different from typical Korean dramas. 
which means this might not be your favorite or this might not be your cup of tea. Or it could be the one that draws in those who never liked Korean dramas. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think for me, what I've noticed is um, they're all really different. You know, the, the writing is always really smart, but they all have a different feel. They all have a different flow. Um, you can't group them all together and feel like you have, you know, the whole thing. Like it's, everyone is very unique. It, it truly is a, a large spectrum of, you know, artistry within, within the storytelling. So right. I feel like, I feel like you're right. Any, any given, anyone could hit with someone that's never experienced that before. And it might not be the one that hit with you, you know? Right. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think Korean dramas, you know, they have some sort of, uh, you know, like a stereotypes. So like when people say like, oh, I'm going to watch Korean dramas or um, they expect certain thing. There are certain styles that are popular and, that's kind of why I wanted to do this podcast because there's so many other styles, other types of Korean dramas. It's not always, you know, something like Squid Game or, right. um, you know, there's some even like really popular rom-com st stuff. Um, you know, I just wanted to bring up some other really good stuff that are less known to people. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, uh, after seeing so many, I think the first one I ever saw was Missing. Mm, yeah. So that was the office yeah. drama, but I mean, it was so much more and it was so interesting. And that was from, um, I was trying to figure out the word that you use in South Korea for the, uh, it's not a comic, but it's kind of like a graphic novel and a lot of them turn into TV shows. Oh, webtoon. Yeah. Webtoon. So a tune. Yeah. Webtoon. Somebody was asking me today if Koreans do anime. And um, I was like, well, it's a little different. I know that webtoons are popular and a lot of times those get turned into TV shows, but actually live action, not anime, right. you know, right. which is pretty unique because I think a lot of people just assume, you know, Japanese culture is similar in that way. But those are right. two very different things, you know. So uh, I was trying to remember what that was called. So thank you, webtoon. That's really interesting. Right. So, um before I go into the story, just wanted to tell you, if you're a fan of Walden, you have to watch this. And if you like any of the romanticism literature from the, you know, the time period back then, <laughs> you have so, to watch this too. So Walden is uh, what, Henry David Thoreau, right? Yeah. So that's uh, 1800s, 1700s. I think it throw died in 18, 19th century. So yeah, okay. between so between 18 and 19th 18th. century. Okay. I mean, it kind of cross, crosses with the romanticism era too. Right, right. That's great. So romantic stuff. Yeah, All right. romantic cool. plus naturalism. So we're, we're, we care about the land and we care about romantic ideas, right? <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Maybe. Well. Here's how the story goes. Our female main character, Hewan, is warm-hearted, but has closed the door to love after a number of unhappy experiences. After studying cello at a college in Seoul, 
she has continued living in Seoul, the capital of South Korea. But she has grown tired of the big city life. Mostly, she feels that she can't catch up with Seoul people and doesn't really have any friends. So one day, she decides to return to her hometown, a small village in the countryside far away from the hustle and bustle of Seoul. Winter in Korea is very cold and some days are worse than Chicago winter. But Haewon's hometown is famous for even more brutal winters, including lots of snow. Her return is unannounced and somewhat unplanned for herself as well. Her aunt, who was once a bestseller writer in her late 40s and lives in Haewon's old house, isn't very welcoming. And we can sense that it's not just because Haewon returned unannounced. The aunt will never take off her sunglasses even at night, and every word coming out of her mouth is rough and dry, despite the fact that they haven't seen each other for many years. The house was supposed to be a bed and breakfast, but the aunt doesn't want to take any reservation, and it doesn't look like she has made much business in recent years. In one word, the aunt is a strange character. Hewon doesn't have a plan. She doesn't know how long she will stay in the country town, what she will do in the future, or where she will live. But returning to the hometown in the country helps her regain some inner peace for the time being. She finds that there is a new bookstore that used to be an old couple's home. It's so small and random, She's intrigued to visit this bookstore slash cafe called Goodnight Bookstore. When she visits the store one day, she meets the owner Eunseok and learns that he lives his life at a slower pace than most of the people Hewan knew in Seoul, and maybe even much slower than the people in the small town. Eunseok has a family within walking distance but he doesn't live with them. He works and lives in this little store. His younger sister, who's in high school, visits him every day and becomes good friends with Hewan as well. Since Hewan went to high school in this little rural town, everyone soon learns of her return and those who have stayed in town want to get together for a small high school reunion. At a dinner, Eunseop mentions that he used to like Hewan back in the day, but he says it so bluntly we can't tell if it's true or he's just making things up to go with the vibe when everyone's talking about high school dating. In this little town, everyone seems to be friends regardless of their age, which is a big denominator for Koreans. This is largely thanks to a book club that meets at Goodnight Bookstore at nighttime. From a nine-year-old boy to a 70-year-old man, everyone brings something to the table, and I meant it figuratively and literally, because they bring small snacks to share with each other, such as chestnuts and sweet potatoes. Each book club meeting is very important because the shared stories and books are metaphors to what's happening in the episode, 
and it works like some kind of therapy to the viewers. Luckily for the viewers, this book club therapy doesn't end there. Unsa posts a daily bookstore log slash diary on his blog, and he writes beautiful prose and poems. Here's one of his blog entries. There is only one reason why I like winter. That the leaves that were covering my window fell, and I could see your window across. Christmas and New Year's days are coming, so you will be in town for a few days. Sometimes he mentions a mysterious person, Irene, which sounds like a nickname for a girl he liked. Or still has feelings for, and Unsap's lively, smart, and a little nosy sister is on a mission to figure out who this Irene person is. Unlike the peaceful impression of the drama, the characters in this town live with their own scars and secrets that are the ingredients for this masterpiece story. Hyeon was stigmatized for being the murderer's daughter. Myungya, Hyeon's aunt, suffered from guilt and longing for her old love for ten years, and cut herself from the world. Unsup, the bookstore owner, was a lonely child who comes from a unique background and upbringing, which affected him both positively and negatively, and it is the reason why he is living alone in his bookstore. Boyoung, who used to be Hyeon's friends in high school. Bears a knife that once hurt Hyeon and now has been hurting herself since then. Will Hyeon and the characters be able to let go of the past? Will they give themselves another chance to forgive and be forgiven? So this is a little peek of the story. What do you think? It sounds like I like the word profound, like you said.、Uh, it sounds like it's something I would watch, and、uh, I would be thinking a lot, and、um, really be fulfilled. You know, fulfilling kind of thing. Yeah,、um, you know,、um, I I went to watch、um, Decision to Leave. Yeah. Yesterday, by the great、uh, Korean director Park Chanuk, there's a line that.、Um, One of the detectives say that, you know, it burns like a slow, like it, when water drops slowly, kind of smudges the paper. Is there's something like that? That's、yeah. kind of how this drama is. It's slow, and it's it will slowly burn in your heart and in your head. Gotcha. Yeah, I think、uh, I think that's kind of neat. I like the idea of、uh, the pacing being a little slow and the characters being really deep and giving yourself a lot of time to develop and get to know them. And I like the question of whether or not, you know, they can move on or change or, you know, forgive or forget. You know, it, right? That's really interesting. Well, also I think besides the story itself,、um, it's really. Uh, just beautifully shot、uh, because it is actually shot in this 
town. Um, I don't know exactly where it is, but it sounds like they're um, on the east side of Korea, which is like, mm. you know, it's kind of like um, you could say kind of like a Washington state uh, with all the mountains. It's it's notorious for endless winter and snow and also potatoes really popular there corns potatoes everything <laughs> you know from like a high altitude crops okay. um, so you know they actually shot there and you know the story is during the winter in the town right so you know every episode literally every scene you see this really beautiful um snow covered um you know the scenery of very rural town and it's just such a like you know luxury to my eyes you know <laughs> yeah yeah that, and, absolutely yeah and it it could be you know like you said in the beginning it could be like it's like cold and chilly but also there's a calm and peace to it so that was my next question you know how a lot of a lot of films or a lot of stories are set in the winter or set in a cold environment, and there's always this sense of danger, like something bad's going to happen. Does yeah. that does that feel like that's happening with this, or is this mood just kind of different? Is it just kind of you know exploratory, like you reveal a little bit about each character every time, but but there's no sense that something bad's going to happen. You know, I, I I get what you mean. Like, there's no, it's not like okay, nobody's on the street, there's no car, no one around. Right. <laughs> You know, is somebody going to get, you know, gonna get killed or is there a phantom behind um, the corner? No, <laughs> there's yeah. no danger. So right. in that sense, this drama does feel very peaceful. Right. Like you can kind of tell like first, second episode in, you can tell like, okay, nobody's going to get lost or abducted or right. okay. killed or harmed in any way. Yeah, that's what I wanted to know. That, but, that's good. I like that. You know, like, like I said, the book club is really kind of like a healing uh, moment um, mm. throughout the show. It's, it's really, it, you know, there's a YouTube, there are YouTube videos that are just compilation of all the book club sh scenes. Oh, okay. Because people do, um, people did feel that each book club episode is the, you know, it's, it's only maybe like five, 10 minutes in each episode, but it really is like a therapy. And I think a lot of people listen to it, uh, sort of to go to bed and, you know, to relax oh, at night. Nice. Um, so, you know, it's like where everybody gets together and they share stories and, you know, they share some, you know, small snacks, but also the underlying uh, atmosphere of this drama is loneliness okay because these characters have their past and scars and they right. are sort of you know isolated or they isolated themselves from the rest of the world mm -hmm. so you know for example the way um up the store bookstore owner he has a mountain cabin so you have to go up to the mountain to in, in order to go to this cabin. Mm -hmm. And the way, um, you know, the literally the path that gets to the cabin is always um, accompanied by the word dark and dangerous. And, you know, people always say, oh, are you going to the cabin again? It's dark. Are you going to the cabin again? It's snowy and it's dangerous, you know. 
So it's like a metaphor to, you know, you go into mountain cabin, he goes there to be alone. He choose to be alone. And, right. you know, he's, his parents are saying, oh, are you, are you back in the cabin again? Are you going to the cabin again? It's, it's dark, you know? I mean, it's literally dark. Yeah, he's going there at night. <laughs> but, you know, it's a metaphor of, yeah. you know, and the, you know, bed, this bed and breakfast place that Hewan and her aunt lives, you know, it's where they live, but also how furniture and everything is spaced and um, how they don't ever talk to each other and how the aunt is very cold towards Hewan. Um, it also kind of maximized the loneliness inside both characters. I think the, uh, the idea too that, uh, you know, there isn't that sense of uh, like it's a detective story or there's a crime where your brain gets turned on to kind of try and solve, you know, problem solve <laughs> or um, be interested in the outcome. Uh, I, but I like setups like this shows where there's something more realistic about it. You know, it's more yeah. of a human quality. It's just kind of, you're more open to what anything, you know, cause you're not right. trying to solve or, or figure something out or, you know, see where the story goes. You're kind of just letting it happen, you know? And that's, that's the fun place to be. It really is. That's really neat. Right. So I would say um, half of the show, half of the drama kind of feels like, you know, let it flow. And yeah. half, of, half of the drama, we get to find out why these characters are the way they are, right. why okay. they isolated themselves from the world. Um, and it's sort of like, I'm not saying like literally like, out of six episode, eight episode, we let it flow, and the eight episode we try to figure out. It's not exactly like that, right? Um, but you know, the way we figure these things out about each character, it's not so. It's not like it's not like a mistake. It's not like other dramas that are like planned. Like, okay, this is a whole drama plot, and this is the arc. You know, it also kind of the way we find out about the past is also sort of like. We happen to find out that's what it feels like. Okay. So instead of it being like exposition to set up a revealing detail, it feels like it just kind of happened. And right. uh, at that point, you're gaining something about the. Right. Is it, is it more visual? Like there, where you just are watching something this person's doing and that keys you into. Yes. You know, yeah. Who, who they are and what their past is, or makes you question it and wonder about it. Right, right. There's there are That's a lot great. I of love that. those elements, uh, a lot of visual, and also naturally because the main character is a bookstore owner and he yeah. runs this book club. So there are a lot of literally elements in this drama, which is probably okay. why I was initially drawn into. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So like like I said, the bookstore, uh, the book club meeting, they'll they'll like share a story. And it's not like, you know, normal book club, like everybody read this and then we'll come back next week. You know, it's not like that. So they just read whatever they're reading or they heard something and they just come to the meeting and they just share a story. They share some nice snacks and, you know, oh, I'm currently reading this book. I just want to read a passage from this book I'm reading. So it's very casual. It's more like, a, you know, a small town, just kind of people who can't go to sleep at night. They get together, they share a story. And it's um it kind of summarized what the episode is talking about at that moment yeah. so 
you know, in, in that sense, it's planned, of course, that the writer planned um, certain stories to be shared within the book club to depict the story of the episode, the theme right. of the episode, you know, but it all feels very natural. And I kind of think it goes really well with the setting because they're in this, um, this rural, very rural town. Like you literally don't really see a car or, you know, you go to downtown and it's literally just like one little, you know, one strip of stores, that's it. So, you know, you just kind of let it happen. And that's kind of like how you live your life in the rural little mountain town, you know? Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of opportunity to engage with other people when you live in a small town, you know, unless you make an effort to go out and create like i don't know i mean a book club it's like you said it's kind of like a therapy so they're learning about each other through the books right but we're also learning about them through the audience by what is revealed i guess right so we're learning about the characters through the episodes yeah and they're but they're learning about each other too aren't they the, when they talk well they're them. they're already neighbors in the town they already kind of know each other yeah though, right so yeah. they they don't have to learn about each other right so they're, they're already neighbors. They always know, they already know each other. And some of them, you know, like Hewan ends up and they have another friend who they went to high school together. So they already know each other. Oh yeah, then they know each other. <laughs> right. But, you so know, it's just a matter of whether or not they want to kind of come out of their shells and- uh, Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, of course, you know, there will be some kind of romantic, uh, feelings between Hewan and Eunsa. Uh, and this drama was sort of like uh, like advertised as like a like a romance, romance. melodrama, okay. but um, you know it's really not the key to the story because all characters have experienced what felt like hitting rock bottom in their lives. And, you know, they have become, that's the reason they became somewhat outsider to protect themselves from the world. Right. So I really think this is more of a human drama. Wow, that's really cool. It sounds, sounds really amazing. Like um, the really talks about the essence of human relations and its charm and it's rise and falls and how we deal with our ghosts of the past. Right. This feels like kind of more realistic and, you know, but that is interesting that the two characters then kind of fall in love, you know, right. And to they see all... if they can allow that in their lives again at this point, something like that. You know, that's great. Cause that's literally, <laughs> that's literally what I was going to say, you know, one way to watch this drama is to see if they will be able to have any room to open up to each other. Right. Because it's it's different matter. You know, you could be attracted to somebody, but if you're a heart and if you are afraid to, you know, even let somebody in in your life, you know, nothing will happen. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of same thing that goes with, you know, how we say um, timing is everything in life. Yeah. And that's also another sort of a topic. 
ish in this drama because you know a lot of these characters deal with the past and whether they have to forgive or they could be forgiven or both at the same time and you know sometimes we experience moments like okay i want to apologize or i want to confess my wrongdoing um but we just miss that that very moment you know oh i should just say it right now but you just miss that second and you you just can't go back to that moment and mm-hmm. this misunderstanding or this you know bad feelings start to develop and right. you know some relationship never can be repaired because of right. the timing so in a large uh, scale that sort of happens to these characters but also kind of smaller and fun scale what happens is that Unsop uh, sister she's in high school so she likes this boy in school and she wants to confess she wants to tell this boy that I like you I want to go out with you and she's just so nervous I mean she's like a little high school girl and she's so nervous she can never tell him she can never like do anything to him even like you know make eye contact with him and there was like a perfect moment and she just missed it and this misunderstanding start to build up and <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's really cute and funny but i feel like that's sort of a that's sort of like a little um kind of summary uh of the you know one of the focal points of the drama oh right so like the meaning of it it's doing it on a different scale like these grown ups you're digging into that but now here's this kid who is kind of in a similar situation. Right, right. To kind of show how that happens in life and you just have a moment. Right, right. Yeah, timing's big, man, that's true. You know, speaking of the sister, what's funny, so sister's name's Hui, it's one Hui? letter. Yeah, Hui. Hui. Um, it's funny because the actress who's playing the sister, she's actually pretty young. Uh, I think she's only 19 or 20-ish, but, um, there's a Korean horror movie called Wailing. Hmm. Wailing? Yeah. Um, Sounds scary. This is actually a perfect movie for um, Halloween. Okay. I'm, I'm never going to talk about it. Just by <laughs> saying the name gives me goosebumps. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I watched this movie and it traumatized me. Yeah. I watched this movie like, I don't know, like three years ago. Um, okay. Something like that. I mean, it, I still feel something when I think about this movie so I don't want to talk about the title ever again but is that is that the one of the person that's oh like my god I don't want to talk about it I don't want to talk about it just just that's look it up whaling I don't yeah, know just just right. look it up whaling okay. I don't want to talk about it I'm in a closet <laughs> to record this podcast I don't want to talk about it anyway <laughs> okay take a deep breath remember um, the calm state that we created at the beginning of the episode just a no, brief oh meditation god. Oh my god, it freaked me out. My dog just came into the closet and oh. freaked me out. My, the door just moved. <laughs> she must have heard your reaction. <laughs> anyway, I was going to say, all I wanted to say was that this young, uh, younger, young sister character, the actress, so she was in the movie Wailing and she played okay. this young girl because it wasn't some years ago so she was probably like you know 12 years old or something right like she's that. even so, younger yeah and she was possessed in the movie wow and i mean her acting was ridiculous i think that's i mean she's really the reason why i'm traumatized by the movie 
<laughs> Seriously. Her performance. And, yeah. And, um, you know, she had this like line that became like kind of trendy, like a viral word. So even like, even nowadays it became like a thing a that meme. people say, yeah, yeah, it's a meme. And, you know, like even to this day, like everybody still says it, but, um, so yeah, that's, I can't get out of that. Like her acting, like playing that possessed character. So that was my only draw uh, back of this drama because <laughs> I'm watching it and like, this is so beautiful and peaceful and, you know, right. And I mean, she's supposed to be a really good character. She's um, ultimately like, you know, uh, does a big role at the end for her brother and uh, for the whole family. And, you know, she plays sort of like this bridge for the forgiveness between the families and, you know, but every time I see her, it's like, it's so hard for me to just like, watcher <laughs> because oh that's tough that's i mean tough. yeah wailing it was it the movie traumatized me and she was great to the to the extent that you know she so traumatized me so but, i don't know if i don't know if i've experienced that before where an actor i couldn't really watch them because i thought i just kept thinking of a different character I'm not sure um, I've ever experienced that before. But I mean, that's how great she was. And her right. acting was just phenomenal. Um, right. But, you know, here she is some years later playing another character. And she's still like, she, I mean, she's perfect. She did it perfectly. Oh, that's great. Drama. Yeah. Good for her. I'm anyway, excited to see I gotta, it. I got to find my calm and I got to get rid of wailing in my head now. <laughs> that's right. Snow, country, <laughs> mountains. No one around. Just think about that. Breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> okay. Um, also, I want to mention that, you know, to kind of talk about this story that's slow and very, you know, it's it's very ordinary story too, because, you know, I feel like whether you're Kardashian or somebody on the street, you know, we all have some kind of past that we try to get over with, you know. And in that sense, I feel like this story is very ordinary. And it makes sense that there's no rush to talk about this story because it's something that's very close feels close to us. Um, right. It's real. Maybe. Yeah. And real. I think besides the scenery, that's very slow paced rural town, the items in this drama definitely help to create a rustic atmosphere. Mm. Um, you know, like it's, you know, you might be imagining it's different than suburban like scenery. It's not, it's not a suburb. It's just completely rural. There's just, farm field everywhere, mountains, because it's very mountain, Korea is very mountainous country. And, you know, there's really nothing around and just literally a few houses here and there. And if you do see people like in the morning, um, when kids go to school, there are not a lot of kids even. Right. But they just ride bicycles. Not like your thousand dollar, couple thousand dollar, really hyped up, whatever new technology bicycle. Mm -hmm. It's just like you know, just 
rustic bicycle that get and it's winter time and people so people wearing hats and scarf and they just ride bicycle and I said house but it's not like really nice house with you know second story with the garage and you know all that it's just it's more like cabins by western american standards gotcha um and at night you know you see these people they sit by i mean it's freaking cold we we're talking about um you know minus 10 celsius which wow. is in fahrenheit i don't know 20 <laughs> um but you know people just sit by uh, like a stove it's like an old traditional style like a wood stove so you have to put logs and coals just burn it through the night yeah that's probably more like a cabin then yeah yeah so you know you have to picture something very um very country not even like a suburb and i think it all adds to the story, how we perceive the story, how we learn about the characters. You know, that as I'm thinking about this, the question comes to mind, uh, you know, why do people watch TV, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, how it, that's probably a little different for everyone. And maybe it's a little different for everyone given you know, where they are in their lives or their current state of mind or even how they feel that day, right? Right. So do I want to watch TV to not think about life? Do I want to watch TV to, you know, get inspired? Um, do I want to watch TV to get in a better mood? Or, you know, what is, what is the reason? And um, something like this, you know, you said it wasn't popular, you know, the audience that wants to watch TV to get away from their lives and not think about their lives probably wouldn't watch this. Mm -hmm. But even if they, you know, even on a different day, they might still turn it on and be like moved by it. You know, that's right. the thing that great art does. It's not, right. it captures something and it's able to, you know, get in your soul and, and, and make you feel a certain way based on you know, how it presents itself and, and recognizing that it's, that it's good art, you know? Right. So I think, I think for me personally, there's a lot of times where I really want something like this, you know, to just dive in and kind of really connect and relate and ponder and, you know, think about something, you know, whereas there are days when I just want to watch a 30 minute episode while I eat, cause I don't want to think about anything, you know? Right. Right. But I think, more often than not, these are the ones that I remember and really, you know, like and, and stay with me and inspire me. And um, it's very, it's cool. I'm really excited. And uh, it sounds like that's what happened to you, you know, right. when you watched it. Yeah. Well, but also, you know, it's not just slow story that goes nowhere uh, because the situations and events that these characters had to face were like um, school bullying and domestic violence and Hewan herself is a child of murderer. So right. So these are very like real traumatic human experiences. Right. So we get to learn these events and that's sort of um it's sort of like the highlight of the drama uh, when we learn what happened to them. Um, right. But also, you know, I mean like like things like domestic violence and murder, it could feel like extreme and like 
um, unusual, but to a certain extent, you know, the way, the way that these events were revealed, the way these characters that seemed so ordinary had to go through these extreme events, that itself feels very real to me. Like yeah. it could happen to you in a way, you know, you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. At any given moment in life, these things happen, right? Right. And, and they happen to all of us. We all have some experience with it, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah, you know, it's really, this drama is showing the healing process for these marginalized sort of, in a way they're marginalized characters um, they're outsiders and it's a process for these outsiders to face the world again will they or won't they right and also you know it makes you curious what happened to them like what for example like this guy like Unsup, his family is literally you know within the walking distance but he doesn't go there he sleeps in his bookstore he has a little cot and he just sleeps there. So his sister comes by every day to check up on him. So, you know, the, one of the reasons that this um, drama was so great in the story itself is because it's actually written by a writer, like a, like a novel fiction writer. A novelist? Okay. A yeah. novelist wrote a TV show. Gotcha. Well, he wrote a book and then it was turned into a TV. Okay. So yeah. I actually have all of his books. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's and cool. um, he's sort of like a new writer. So I, you know, I tend to read more of a classic Korean stuff. So I didn't know about him. But after I watched the show, I was just, I mean, I was so struck by it. So I like tried to find his book. And so I bought all of his books. And wow. I just read it nonstop, all of his books. Um, but also I think it's made very well into a TV show. And I found out the director who made this TV show made some other stuff that I was really, really, I am still really, really into. Okay. And he, he probably read all the books too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's like perfect combo for me. No, that's good. A lot of times it's the opposite, you know. You have a great story that could be a great movie and then some crap director gets it or they don't do the script justice or you have a bad actor or whatever it is. It just ruins it. Right. So, yeah, it's just, you know, I think it's all, except the younger character sister, I can't, it's so hard for me to watch her. But uh, <laughs> in all sense, I think this was just, you know, all really great ensemble Um in terms of the actors' chemistry, but also writers and uh, cinematography and um, just everything. And music, oh my God, I, I kept listening to this music over and over, the, all the music that was in this drama. And I don't have YouTube premium, so every time I have to replay, <laughs> I have to watch like 10 seconds of Ed, but I kept doing it, I kept playing yeah. over and over. And oh. I mean, I might be a little biased because I love winter. I love snow. I love cold weather. Um, 
and I live in like very hot region in America, which I don't mm. like. I live in the wrong city, so <laughs> you know, watching well, this was like a therapy for me. That's good. That's really good. Uh, you know, that's that's funny. That's the first thing I thought of when you told me about the setting was uh, the music. I was wondering if I was like thinking, oh, I bet the music's really good. I mean like playing music or writing music for a show like this where you have a lot of what I'm imagining Im imagery nature like that music that's inspiring probably to, to write that kind of music you know and right. uh, I, I think it pairs well with music you know it's the music's not always trying to achieve its goal whether it's like making action or making a love theme or you know at this moment it's like let me bring you into this world. And, and that's kind of a fun kind of music. I mean, I'm right. excited to hear that. Yeah. Right. So I'm glad that you said that because that makes me want to watch it more. Yeah. So the music's great and both instrumental and um, voice and the, the ones that are um, done by singers, the lyrics is really good. Okay. So yeah, the poetry behind the, the songs. Yeah. Right. So yeah, um, I also, I feel like I have to mention the, give credit to the original writer. Her, his name is Yi Do-woo. Yi Do-woo. Yeah, that's the, the actual novelist's name. And you can find his books at Bantam Bookstore. Did you just look up right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just assuming that's where oh. they would be. Okay. Based on where I live. Um, yeah, but um, really, you know, this shows about the forgiveness and reconciliation of the characters towards the end of, um, of the episode, end of six episodes. And that's really what the writer was trying to convey. It's not just a, you know, little love story between Hewan and Enzo. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot going on. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like the, um, you know, we, we have moments like that. We continue to regret about something and not being able to convey our true feelings um, because we lack courage or we just miss the timing, you know, and the same is true when confessing love, like the, you know, the younger sister in high school, and revealing the truth that has been has not been told or apologizing for something wrong um you know it's all true and the characters actions in this drama seem kind of sometimes we look at it as like oh why can't she just why can't he just you know right right but you know that's what we actually do you know because yeah. sometimes we just don't have the courage or we just miss the timing and it's never never that simple is it yeah and sometimes it just you know go back it goes on like that for a long time right and it's a just it's a mistake that we all can make in our life so um because we started with meditation in the beginning um I feel like I should also, I, I know I freaked out a little bit because of the movie, 
that I don't even want to mention the title of. <laughs> um, but so you want to end with the meditation? Then? I want to end with the uh, kind of calm right. um, vibe. Like I want to go back to the vibe. And um, I want to end the episode with a poem that one of the book club members read during a meeting. And you hear this in the show too. And I Great. don't know how the subtitle, how the translation is in the subtitle, but here's my own translation. And I'm, I, you know, this is a little bit nervous because he's just such a great poet in Korea. Mm -hmm. And it, I mean, just translating poetry is difficult um, to begin with, but yeah. I don't want to mess up his work. Right. <laughs> and, um, but I did my best and I want to tell, I just want to um, end the episode with this because I feel like I really felt close to this poem uh, in the episode. And he's actually one of my favorite Korean poets. So, and it's, this poem was featured in the episode. It's uh, one of the earlier episodes shortly after Hewan moved back to the town because she got tired of living in Seoul. Okay, right. So the poem is called A Drink. And it's by the great Korean poet, Jong Ho Sun. Um, thanks for joining. And I'll see you after Halloween. Yeah, thank you. It's been amazing. I think this is one that I'm not going to try to rush through and watch in eight hours. I'm going to savor it and I'm going to enjoy it and live in it for as long as I can. And here's a poem called A Drink. Life never bought me a drink. On a winter night, at a corner stand at the end of a back alley, emptying my pockets. I bought life a drink several times, but life never bought me a drink. Even on a snowy day, and on a day that flowers suddenly bloomed and withered away. <laughs> <laughs>